Welcome to the Mango Times Podcast. This is Fletch. I'm the writer, editor, and general stick poker for everything you read or listen to at themangotimes.com. Hey, this is my own personal podcast where I like to talk about culture and Christianity. I'm going to have some good friends stop by just to make us laugh. We'll talk about good movies, good food. I'll talk about the great singer-songwriter Jimmy Buffett and what life was like for me growing up in the 1970s as well as what life is like now in a big family, which for me is eight great kids and a gorgeous wife. Hey, stick with us here at the Mango Times Podcast and help us as we quietly make some noise. Welcome to Episode 7 of the Mango Times Podcast. On today's podcast, we are talking about gospel amnesia. Just what does that mean? And how do you get it? Or how do you stay away from it? Uh, So keep listening to the Mango Times podcast. Are you a homeschooler? And did you find the Mango Times podcast because you follow the Mango Times blog? Well, I produce another podcast called Homeschooling in Real Life with my wife, Kendra. You can find us at homeschoolingirl.com. That's homeschoolingirl.com. We blog and we podcast about homeschooling in real life. We talk a lot about the gospel. We kind of cut through the crap that homeschoolers tend to get themselves stuck in. And we get real. We talk about real issues from how to talk to your kids about sex to problems in the church to what to do when you just want to throw in the towel because homeschooling is a buzzkill. If you like what I have to say here at the Mango Times podcast, head on over there, homeschoolingirl.com. Hey, this is Fletch, and I want to welcome you to episode seven of the Mango Times podcast. I am excited to be back in my studio and talking to you about a topic I really enjoy called gospel amnesia. And uh, it's just one of those terms that you're going to hear a lot around the Mango Times podcast, and I just thought it would be a good idea if we defined our terms right off the bat. Now, I'll be playing a clip, or actually a portion of an Easter service from a few years ago where my wife, Kendra, and I spoke about this topic of gospel amnesia. Um, But before we get to that, let's just catch up with, with where we are. By the time you hear this podcast, I will be three weeks into the 100-day challenge that I mentioned in episode four when I sat down with my friend uh, James Estes and we talked about challenging each other for 100 days. I am, like I said, three weeks into my letter-writing challenge, and it is going really well. I have actually thinking about doing an update on that uh, in one of these upcoming episodes just to let you know how it's going. But so far, so good. I am underway. And if you have uh, received a letter from me, great. If you haven't, you may or you may not be on the list, boy. Uh, but you can follow along by going to Twitter and following me at the Mango Times is my Twitter handle. Um, but the the hashtag you want to follow for this is hashtag one hundred day challenge, and that's one zero zero day challenge. And you can kind of follow along with the discussion that James and I have been having on Twitter. And uh, if you want to take part, uh, why don't you send me a message uh, either through the Uh, comments here on this podcast, or you can send me a direct message uh, by going to the Let's Connect section of the Mango Times, 
or if you want to send me a voicemail, you can do that too. And uh, let me hear what you're doing. Let me hear what you have going on with your 100-day challenge. And uh, let's just talk about you know what's going on. And, and hopefully, if, if we've inspired you to do something, uh, you got started right away. But if you didn't, it doesn't matter. Uh, this is just a quest. So you can start your 100-day challenge whenever you want. And I'd love to hear what, what else people are doing out there. Uh, secondly, I'd like to grow the Mango Times podcast. So if you know anybody that would like to uh, be encouraged by either the, the topics of homeschooling or being a homeschool dad or faith or theology or just goofiness or silliness, please uh, feel free to share the podcast or uh, tell others about downloading it off of iTunes. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter, like I said, at the Mango Times. You can follow me on Facebook, which is facebook.com slash the Mango Times. Or you can download this uh, podcast on iTunes and, like I said, tell others about it or leave a review there for me. I would appreciate any of those. And I'd just like it if you could help me spread the word about the blog and the podcast and uh, see if we can uh, do something fun with what we're doing here online. So thanks so much for that. Let's, uh, let's get started with our topic for today. So today's topic is gospel amnesia, and really the majority of this topic will be covered in this talk that Kendra and I did back in 2011 at Redeemer Modesto. Uh, it was the Easter service, and we were asked to speak on the topic of gospel amnesia because it was something that the pastor had heard me talking about quite a bit. And truthfully, I didn't coin the term. It was something I read in a Josh Harris book. And it was a section in that book dealing with uh, helping friends who were stuck in sin. And I think in passing, he said, you know, the problem is that friend who is stuck in sin has gospel amnesia. Well, I ran with that because, in fact, I felt I had had gospel amnesia. I had had it for a long time uh, when I got involved in a very uh, tricky church and really surrounded myself in religion and in people who looked to religion for hope and behaviorism for hope. And so, you know, the term gospel amnesia was perfect for me. So, you know, really the definition will, will come up better in in this talk. So I'd like to just skip right ahead to that. So here it is um, from the Easter service in 2011 at Redeemer Modesto Church. Uh, we're the Fletchers. I'm Andy Fletcher, and this is my wife, Kendra. And uh, we are really honored to be here and, and share a little bit of our story with you as well. Uh, it's a story also of recovery. Um, over the, the last couple years, or last couple uh, months, we've been talking a little bit about how we've recovered from something we've called gospel amnesia. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit about what that means, and, and hopefully it'll touch base with a few of you here. Uh, probably the best way is if I kind of talk about how we got there, and then Kendra will talk about what kind of shook us awake, and then I'll, I'll talk a little bit more about the recovery process. Uh, we've lived in Modesto about 15 years, and it was about that long ago that we were going to a church here. And uh, at the time, the church was redefining uh, what they believed and, and kind of what they were going to do as a church. And at the same time, it was a good time for us uh, to do the same thing, to redefine and, and really put definitions to who we thought God was and, and, and who we were and how we were going to relate to him. So we began an earnest study 
of that. We decided, hey, let's figure out who God is and how he relates to man. And uh, that study led um, to bigger studies. And we, we started with salvation. How does God save man and, and how does man respond? And then what about baptism and who should be baptized and when should they be baptized? And what about a church service? What should take place? Should there be music? Should there be uh, preaching? What should the preaching look like? And one thing led to another and led to another. We, we soon found that maybe that church wasn't the right fit for us. And so we found a group of people that agreed with us and we started a new church. And we did that for a while, and we kept studying, and we got a little deeper. I got a little bit more into the ministry, and a little more into theology, and a little more into seminary studies, and we found another group of people that believed even closer to what we believed, and we jumped over and started meeting with them. But, you know, something happened along the way, and uh, our theology became clear as ice, but it was twice as cold because we lost Jesus in all of that. We lost the gospel, and we developed what we're now looking back on, what we're calling uh, gospel amnesia. And so let me have Kendra talk about what shook us awake. What that means practically for us is that we became defined by who we were and not whose we were, by what we did and not what he did, doing and being what was considered to be spiritual or godly in the circles in which we ran, which were circles full of people seeking to define God by our theology. Again, our intentions were really good, but we forgot whose we were and what he did. And then on a summer morning in 2008, I found our seven-week-old in a coma. He was rushed to Children's Hospital where it was discovered he had a deadly enterovirus. He battled kidney failure, liver failure, heart damage, and permanent brain damage. During our battle with our little mighty Joe and the virus, a young woman with terminal cancer was brought to the ICU to die. And the night she passed away, her mother stood in the hallway outside of our door and wailed. And in that moment, I stood there and I thought, what are we doing? This woman has no hope. We need to be in the business of giving people hope of the gospel because it's all about Jesus. And God began to waken us again to the gospel. Five months later in our front driveway, I ran over our five-year-old with our 12-passenger van. She was rushed to Children's Hospital too. And though she emerged from that horrifying event with just a fractured pelvis, we were again shaken from our slumber. The gospel. God was whispering to me. It's all about Jesus. And then, one year later, last January, we found ourselves once again in the ER at Memorial Hospital with our eight-year-old. She was in septic shock from a ruptured appendix. And for the next 21 days, she endured three surgeries to remove the infection from her body. By this time, our eyes were fully open to what God was showing us. How could they not be? We fell in love with Jesus all over again, with him alone and with the gospel, the good news. Uh, one of the things that happened during that time was we had a close friend die. And I can remember uh, in the aftermath of, of his death thinking that, you know, when he goes into eternity, he wasn't going to be taking theology books with him. He wasn't going to be taking uh, the church catechisms and the creeds and the confessions of faith that were so great and so dear to us. Uh, at that point, all that really mattered for him was Jesus. And uh, we've been talking a lot about the gospel, and, and I just wanted to share two more things. And one is that 
as Christians, a lot of time when you hear the word gospel, and especially on Easter morning, you think a message of salvation. And sure, it's the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. That's what we're celebrating here this morning joyfully. And it's his uh, conquering over sins that um, saves us. And it certainly is the message for unbelievers to become believers. But we don't take that then and put it in a box and put it up on a shelf and say, the gospel, that's a message of salvation. We're going to take that again uh, next Easter, and we'll take it down, we'll open it up again, and we'll look again at the gospel. The gospel instead is, is that message for every single day. And it's a message where we, we again realize that we find our identity as believers in Jesus Christ. What Kendra and I did was we began to find our identity elsewhere. We were looking for what we believed. Uh, our theology became central. It was what we did that became central to us as opposed to what's been done for us. And that was part of the recovery. Um, we realized that, and, and the other thing I want you to, don't want you to miss is theology and doctrine, fantastic. I love it. We'll eat it up. It's a good thing. And it's great along that path. It is, it's what helps us along that path. But when you get to the end of the path, that's not what matters. All that matters at the end of the path is Jesus. And all that matters is the gospel. And that's our encouragement for you today. So if you feel like you're locked, if you're looking for your security and your acceptance and your worth and your value in what you do, we need to drop that and find that our security and our acceptance is what's been done for us by Jesus. And so thanks for letting us share our story with you this morning. Have a great Easter. So that's gospel amnesia. And really it's forgetting whose we are and focusing more on who we are. It's uh, remembering what we need to do rather than what's been done for us. And you are going to hear about gospel amnesia right and left on the Mango Times. And I just thought it was important to kick off in the first few episodes uh, a few of the terms you're going to hear around here. Now, here's where it gets fun. I want to talk to you about it. So if, if you have your own story of gospel amnesia, if you want to ask me more questions, if you want to discuss this, I'd like to hear from you. So you can tweet to me. Uh, my Twitter handle is at the Mango Times. You can send me an email message by going to the mangotimes.com website and going to the Let's Connect tab. Or you could send me a voicemail. I want to hear from you on this topic. Where have you struggled with gospel amnesia? And is this a term that you can relate to? Hey, let's keep talking about it. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Mango Times. Next week, we're going to be talking about Again, another term that you'll hear a lot around the Mango Times. I have a few guests that are going to be on the program. It's called Hope Shifting. And I look forward to talking to you next week. Thanks for listening. Everything on the Mango Times podcast is written and produced by Andy Fletcher. For more information, go to themangotimes.com.